visual sights you have ever seen cannot match the shock of this motion picture experience. Scalpel slashing, arm twisting, axe hacking motorcycle maniacs. From the depths of this unholy tomb, terror. Hide if you can. Together, the pair everyone is talking about. Welcome to Terrible Delights. Uh, hello, welcome to Terrible Delights. I am Scott, joined as always by Rocco's mustache. That is me. <laughs> That's Bill. Uh, I you tonight do. am the the Americano, uh, which is the the uh, Italian version of the Mikado, which is what they call them in the the dubbed version of, the of movie what that we're covering tonight. Well, uh, the movie the movie we're covering tonight uh, is called. Caliber nine or Milano Calibro nine. Hugo, you got no choice. You got no choice. You're not gonna get near that 300 grand because we ain't gonna leave you alone for a stinking second. You ain't gonna be able to take a piss unless one of us is there to pull a chain. We'll hound you. We'll be on every bus, on every train, at the airport. If they kill you, that's okay with me, because I'll have one punk less to worry about. What do you want from me? Protection, right? We used to throw you guys in prison and let you rot. Now they tell us we gotta take good care of our boys. I'll tell you something you ought to know. One way or another, you're gonna give back that 300 grand. One way or another! <laughs> It was also called The Contract. I don't know where, but somewhere released it as a contract. In your imagination. Um, in my, yes, in my imagination. I had a dream. <laughs> um, it is directed by Fernando de Leo. Uh, and it has some people that did a lot of movies uh, back around this time, 1972. It's uh, Gastone Machine, uh, Mario Adorf, Barbara Boucher. So a lot of people that did like uh, Giallo's into the Polizio Tushy or Tusky. Uh, yeah. genre. This I was is hoping more, you would say um, it. I couldn't pronounce that. It's why well, I'm me either, barely. I'm a <laughs> real, I'm a really white American dude. But, <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is a, a like how much early entry into that, and it's not quite that type of movie. It's, it's almost a, more like a film noir. Well, Wikipedia um, listed as an Italian noir, yeah, like neo Ziotesco. Yeah, I think that makes it makes sense. Um, it, it is is more like that. It is more uh, on the criminals, far less on the cops, uh, and the cops <laughs> that are there are arguing politics, which is yeah, um, kind of annoying. Uh, the director even admits that uh, he wishes he had not had that part. Yeah, maybe once, uh, not like three or four times. Uh, but you know, I guess uh, some kind of awful. Uh, retribution from the cosmos. Both actors that argued each committed suicide later in life. Oh, so, my know. goodness. Yes. Well, the main one, the one that is uh, anti-everything, he uh, committed... This is his last movie, uh, and it came out after he committed suicide. Oh. Uh, and the other, the other one committed suicide a couple decades later. When uh, when they had the last scene, the director yells, that's a wrap. He just dove out a window immediately. <laughs> yes. Yells, apparently, it was, apparently it was some kind of uh, like love spat kind of thing and he was only like 44 and i'm like really 
Oh, it's really? older than that. Yeah. But nope. That, that, that makes me, uh, when we do movies of any sort, they're in the podcast we've done, and then we find out people's ages, and like, I'm older than them, and and I don't and like, like to I, brag, but I look better than they do. Right. You're like, I'm like, I'm essentially a baby, like in comparison to these Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm like, so, I, I'm like 10 years older than he was. Mm hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the the pictures of the band Osana who did the music. Yeah, get some some face paint going on, and <laughs> they certainly do. Interesting, yes, and fun little psych band. Yeah, yeah, get that. Get so that this is um, hard I'm not flute. gonna call it. I'm not gonna call it Milano Calibro Nine Long. It's Caliber Nine, um, and uh, it's based on a short story collection, um, and it's partially based on three different stories that are in that little collection. So like they took the Leo took parts of different stories. He really liked the book apparently for what I was reading. And would you go so far as say he took tidbits? I would I would go that far. I would. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that the so, uh the lead in this Gaston Moshin? That sound I think it's Gastone Moshin oh. or Mos Moskin. Well say it was it was Hugo, right? The, that's Ugo. Yeah. Certain was it Ugo? Not Ugo. 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 Certain Ugo shots to me, especially in close up. Yeah. And this, I don't know. Tell me if you agree or not. It looked that like Jason, balding. That <laughs> oh, that too. I was gonna yeah. say bald. I was gonna say balding Steve McQueen. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sure. And then, and, and other times, I would think to myself, that head belongs in a baby's body. <laughs> He's an interesting man. So he was more a comedic actor. Um, oh. than, than a drama, as was Mario Ador for playing Rocco. They were both known for comedies. Um, but Gastoni Muscat, he is like a weird, like he has like a fat head kind of. He does, but he looks he fairly big, big fit. Head. He looks fairly fit otherwise. So I'm like, he's in much better shape than me, but his head's bigger. <laughs> and uh, and then you look at it, you're just like, oh, you're like, you he looks kind of like you know like a Jason Statham. Like it's not just the bald. Like he looks kind of like, like a chunky. Like maybe like Jason Statham's like chunky uncle. <laughs> it's or something. Chunkle. It's chunkle. <laughs> um, and Mario Adorf is. Uh, I love him and like anything I've seen him in. I've seen him in quite a few movies now, and uh, always good. He is over the top in this movie. Um, really good as Rocco and Barbara Boucher. She's in a ton of things. She looks familiar, um, but I didn't recognize any of the movies. Yeah, uh, she, yeah, I mean, she's just kind of around. She's still around um, and still acting. Still kicking? Um, she's, still, she's still dancing I, like that and dressed like that now? I think she's like almost 80. Yeah, she's 79. Oh, um, she's still dancing like that. In a oh, club absolutely. Somewhere. <laughs> absolutely. So Look Mario Adorf, uh, who played Rocco, he's still alive. He's uh, 92. You, um, I was getting from certain angles. I was getting like uh, Bruce Campbell vibes. Like, with, like side profiles of him. Yeah, I can see that. Like if same, kind of, Campbell, same kind of head shape. Same, yeah, like the chin and everything, and like, like yeah, like the, I know Bruce Campbell's done like thin mustache before, so it's like if Bruce yeah. Campbell was very tan and yep, very animated, no, I, I could totally see that. So it, yeah. it's nice though, because in a lot of the movies that we do for this podcast, that we do for Black and White Fright, you look and everyone's died. Everyone died at like forty-five for like from like smoking, right? <laughs> it's like they're yeah. all it's awful, but we have the really two main male characters in this movie Rocco's still alive he's 92 uh and Ugo lived to be 88 which is pretty good yeah 
Yeah. Not with us died, anymore, though. Just died, just died six years ago. His uh, his Wikipedia picture is the same expression he's making throughout the entire movie. <laughs> yes. Nonplussed. Yes. Huh. This was definitely a big movie for him. He was also in The Godfather Part Two, oh. um, which got him some attention. He played Don Finucci. Um, hey. Godfather Part Two. If you if you hover over, uh, in, in Wikipedia, you hover over the name Don Finucci, you see a nice little uh, screenshot of uh, of him in the movie. Allow me to do that. But yeah, so that 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 was like his big, you know, his big movie. What about Mainly, Mr. Uh, Super Invisible? Nineteen seventy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's you know he's he's an Italian actor. He made Ooh. his Italian films. He's, but he's also in the Sensual Man. This the Sensual and, Man from nineteen seventy three. Uncle Edmondo. Oh, I think it's a comedy. It sounds like it. Yeah, Italian comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did some uh, uh, Polizio Tesco movies, but um, he did uh, comedies before that. And he, you know, a lot of people, they actors and actresses at this time went back and forth there. They would do like crime movies and then they would do like a sex comedy. <laughs> it was like, okay, whatever. They were your money, I range. guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kind of. Uh, but, you know, listen, it's uh, an Italian movie. It is at an Italian movie pace, uh, which is probably not for everybody. Um, I, I I found I had I had some uh, not difficulties, but I think just like compared to some of the other stuff we've watched, I mean, this is a far more slick, well-made movie. So maybe I was yeah. thrown by that. Yeah, yeah, probably. They're actually, yeah. I mean, a lot of them, even like ones that aren't considered like classics of the genre, they have like a feel to them. I think that is um, it appeals to me. It was uh, it was gritty. It's definitely gritty. It's gritty, but it's all—it's like almost like Hollywood slick in a lot of ways. So yeah, you know, I think the directors did a lot of kind of neat things, um, especially with cameras at the time, right? They didn't even have like the, you know, the stability of cameras that came out later, and there's a lot of movement, mm-hmm. a lot of running with cameras and things like that. Uh, a lot of close-ups too. A lot of close-ups. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of close-ups of of his uh, striking blue eyes. Mm. Yes, yes. So let's run through this thing and uh, yeah, we'll it see, starts uh, off with a bang, literally. I like this <sighs> opening. Can I say too that I, before I realized it, it was overdubbed, I was watching with subtitles for the first 20 minutes. Oh, and I didn't, okay. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> so, uh, one thing I have found um, in, in watching a lot of these movies is that the dub and the subs are like sometimes way different. Like what they're saying is, you're like, what? Like, totally different movie. <laughs> like, what are they talking yeah, about sometimes? When it These are over very the bond, close. These when are I close. put on, it was still like, wait a second. I, I, I didn't want to like risk reading it and, and hearing it. So I shut the, yeah, I shut yeah, off the I, subtitles. No, it's very confusing to do that. I mean, it's just different choices of words sometimes, different adjectives, things like that. But sometimes like, you'll yeah. watch a movie and you're like, that's like a plot point that's different <laughs> between the conversations yeah. that they're having. Well, like, you know, like you, like you said, the. Uh, in the subtitles, it was the Americano, but in the overdub, it was Mercado. The Mercado, yeah. The Mercado, excuse me. No, you're good, yeah. Um, so I watched, uh, I've seen it both ways. This time I watched it dubbed uh, because I I prefer, the, I prefer the dub in these movies simply because there's action going on and I don't necessarily want to be reading. Yeah, it's too distracting. Um, also, the voices are pretty good overall. Although the voice of and- uh, 
of the commissioner was uh, done by someone different because he had died. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The voice of the uh, of the Mikado was uh, a, a lifelong smoker on their deathbed. Yeah. It was just like a, uh, it was very <laughs> super, I mean, it it fit the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was very. That was, it was something. Um, it's it's one of those things I've brought up to you before. That like clearly there was like a mixed cast because some people were. Oh sp- yeah. The overdubs almost match on some that were speaking English, and some is just like yeah. they were speaking a, probably Italian and then overdubbed English. Well, you have um, you have the Americano, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. Who's, who's played by um, uh, uh, Lionel Stander? The stand uh, man who uh, who was blacklisted from Hollywood um, during the House of on American Activities Committees oh. back in the 40s. Um, and then uh, and then by the 50s, he was like named as a communist and got blacklisted. Um, and he had some fucking great lines, man. Jesus, he he was like he was a hardcore dude <laughs> um, in this movie or in life. In life, he was uh, uh-huh. so Artie Shaw, who was a famous like big band band leader. Mm-hmm. Um, he was brought up under the the House on American Activities Committee and accused of being a communist. Uh, and he started crying uh, during um, a committee hearing about it and said that he had been duped by the Communist Party. He oh. was really a proud American. So Lionel Stander, he gets accused and he's just like, "Fuck you," right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He says, I am not a dupe or a dope or a mo or a schmo. I was absolutely <laughs> conscious of what I was doing, and I'm not ashamed of anything I said in public or private. Wow. Hey, honestly. Like, yeah, exactly. It was funny. He's like, I'm not a dupe or a schmo or a mo or a Larry or a curly or a shemp or a curly Joe. So this is, this is, I'm going to give one more quote from oh, him just because I, just... I thought it was a great quote. Just ignore my three stooges reference. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I kinda, it's yep, just like yep. a really, this is now keep in mind, this is from 1953. Okay. Yep. And it's a, it's an actor who had been acting for years, who was being essentially kicked out of Hollywood. And he says, I know of a group of fanatics who are desperately trying to undermine the constitution of the United States by depriving artists of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness without due process of law. I can tell names and cite instances, and I am one of the first victims of it. And if you're interested in that, and a group of ex-fascists and American firsters and anti-Semites, people who hate everybody, including Negroes, minority groups, mm-hmm. and most likely themselves, and these people are engaged in a conspiracy outside all the legal processes to undermine the very fundamental American concepts upon which our entire system of democracy exists. Mm. That's a fucking statement, man. It is. It's like fuck yeah, dude. And then Hollywood, Hollywood was just like, sorry, we can't hire you <laughs> for, for like the next like twenty years. Yeah. We went to Italy. Hey, I'm, Italy was like, we from... don't give a fuck. Communists, yeah. come on over. <laughs> Have you seen what we've done? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're living through what was what is called the years of lead. Come on, come right here. <laughs> Perfectly fine, but. Lionel Stander, badass dude. So yeah, I mean, it, it looks like he did have. Uh, I mean, if you go by Wikipedia, he had about ten years where he didn't do anything. But then the sixties, yeah. he was very busy, and the seventies. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of um, real low budget. 
stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was getting work still, right? And that's kind of what mattered. He was in the game that couldn't shoot straight. He was um, in the, the Cassandra Crossing as Max the Train Conductor. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of um, a lot of Italian movies uh, at that time. He went over to Italy and kind of got like a little second career going. So fucking good for him, right? That's right. So, okay. So this movie starts off with one of my favorite sequences in almost anything. Just <laughs> how it starts and how it escalates. So it's a, you have a, a, a fellow with a parcel of, you don't know what's in it, drugs or money. Uh, it was it was money. He had the briefcase. Looks like he was transferring money from a uh, cash to uh, a newspaper. Yeah. And he was, it was covered. It was like it was like box shaped newspaper. It was weird. Yeah, <laughs> this, this this was the most elaborate money drop I've ever seen in a movie. It's yeah, pointless. that's crazy. Why it's did crazy. it go through so many hands? Especially because that one guy's watching it all. He's like, yeah, you could have just carried it. That guy. I'm surprised he wasn't in the rest of the movie. He seemed like he was going to be like a constant threat, and he had like he kept like had the shoulder thing he kept doing. Maybe he had like a bad shoulder, and he's like, I get, I can't, I got to set this movie out. My shoulder. <laughs> he was meant to be much more, yeah, maybe, yeah. But but I love it because I love the music that's kind of pumping along during all this. Yeah, he had that like uh, that banging flute. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and uh, psych- psych- psychedelic guitars. So you have the um, he's he's crossing with all the pigeons. <laughs> He had a lot of pigeons. Pigeon lands on him. Do you see the pigeon land on him? Yeah, and he's like, he's like, nah, off me. <laughs> that's that's where he actually really hurt the shoulder when he shrugged it off. Oh, like, there you go. It totally that's makes what sense. did it. Yep. So he brings the package over to like a, a, a guy selling stuff in the middle of the plaza, and he sets it down and just kind of walks away. And then a woman walks by and picks it up, and then she keeps walking straight into the subway. And then I love this because then you see cut to a guy who's like sleeping, and he gets woken up. By yeah. uh, but by the phone ringing and he's counting the rings. Yeah, he's very and happy. He, Ooh, it's five rings. Yeah. He gets like the right number of rings and off he goes and he's immediately on the subway, sitting mm-hmm. right next to her, <laughs> um, and takes the package and then he goes upstairs once he's the subway's at the next station, and he goes into a phone booth, and another guy's there now with the same layout and then they swap right. Yeah, this is and weird. Then, <laughs> and then he takes it. That's where he takes it to the car. Yeah, that's where the shoulder takes it, and then Rocco has it. Yeah. And, and then they bring it to the car, and Rocco's not going to mess around. He wants to see this money now, which is weird. Yeah. But they open it up in the car, and it's just loose paper. Yeah. It, I love Rocco's obviously, response. Yeah, I, he's flipping out about it, but clearly he's the first spits. guy. Yeah, he spits. Oh, twice. <laughs> he gets so mad, he spits. Yeah. I think actually uh, the shoulders he uh, he spit at the pigeon after he got it off his shoulder too. I wouldn't doubt it. No, he definitely did. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I believe you for sure. <laughs> but I love Rockers just like <laughs> so they're pissed, and then now we have a quick montage of the three people who had handled the money. Well, one of them just being the old man who really didn't do anything but stand there. Yeah, how could he have done um, anything to it? <laughs> I don't know. But it's all three of them, one after another, getting the shit smacked out of them by Rocco well, and his pal. The old man is getting a shave, and Rocco is just cutting his face up. Well, yeah, and so they don't even the, ask like no questions. The money. Well, the yeah, the first one is just the money, the money, and the money. The money, yeah. And that's the that's the first guy. Well, the guy that woke up on the fifth ring, 
And then yeah. the next one is the woman who, for some reason, her top is open, of course, getting of course. slapped around. And then you have the old man, yeah, who's who's in a barber shop, and Rocco starts to shave him. And he starts no, he, cutting the shit out of his face. The, the Rocco also kicked the barber in the nuts. Yes, <laughs> and that scene apparently was cut uh, quite a bit because it, it was grosser. Oh, that's what I read. Too gruesome. Uh, apparently, it turned people off. Yeah. When they saw it, oh. so they cut it down a little bit. Um, so it's like a quick montage, and the music goes along with it, and it's great because you're like, I don't know, it's like um, it's one of those like your adrenaline's kind of going as you're watching it, like where's this yeah. going? And then it just cuts to a scene of all three of them tied up, and they're tucking dynamite in between them. Yeah, doop 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 doo. <laughs> and you're like, oh fuck me, this escalated <laughs> quickly. Yeah. And then Frocco and his pal sitting on the car waiting for it to go. Boom. Yeah. No more That's people. Before the credits. That was good. <laughs> it's all before the credits. And I'm like, oh man. This movie can only go down. And it does. It's, I don't think it's as it's not as hectic as that opening scene might lead you to think. But yeah, they went with uh more like uh intense scenes and lots of dialogue. Yeah, but just uh, fine. Beginning's so good. Yeah. So we cut to uh, supposed to be three years later, and now you have um, uh, Ugo Piazza is getting out of prison, right? Yes, and uh, he's kind of just walking. He's just walking. He's getting going to where he needs to go, and uh, Rocco and his pals pull up. <laughs> right? Very, very friendly. Oh yeah, Ugo! Let me give you a ride. Pal. Hey. He wants to take him to see their boss, who's the Americano. Or the Mikado. Yeah. Um, so he <laughs> it's terrible. So yeah, he um they don't go yet, right? Well, they they're in the car they, they, and they, like he's he's they're talking about um how he got out early for good behavior. And yeah. They, throughout the movie, he's like accused by everyone or assumed to have like kept this money that he was supposedly was should have stolen for his boss or his organization right. and he's yeah. just like i didn't do it nope and right. they, yeah, no yeah he's very uh like i did not do it <laughs> yeah like i don't know what to tell you like he's getting pissed that people are still thinking that he's rich yeah then um, so they uh they kind of rough him up but it's weird they rocco allows he, he actually punches him in the stomach a bunch. The, the punch down effects in this were like, like kung fu yeah. movie style. Kung fu movie style, yeah. Um, and so they um, it's they let that happen. Then one of the guys punches him in the face. They're like, no, no, don't hurt him. Oh yeah, you're right. The, right. the Mikado doesn't. Yeah, so, even though he's just beating him about the torso. But yeah. they, so they don't. I, I think Rucko like wants to kill him. He's like that kind of guy. He's just like, ah, I just want to destroy you. Yeah. Um, but but he's like, you, you have to beat Mikado. You know, like then what tomorrow at three or whatever it was, right? And he, the, uh, the next, well, the next thing is he goes out and he's he's in with the cops. Yeah, because they because they, they took his release papers and everything, and he knows the cop in there. Is he a commissioner, by the way? The the yeah, like the, the chatty cop, the one that has opinions. Yes, he's a, the, he's a commissioner. He's a commissioner. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. So you have yeah. Well, the, he's the commissario. Is what they call it. And then the other is the vice oh, yeah. commissario, uh, yeah, who's a uh, Fonzino, is what they called him. That's the <laughs> right, they do. Fun... <laughs> it's, like, it's like a magician. Man. <laughs> hey, it's, it's like a me, Fonzino. the Fonzino. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 
So those are the those are the the, the two that have a little heavy-handed dialogue. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah. Well, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> the main one though, the the commissioner is very much like, yeah, you're a giant piece of shit. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> like, we know money? you stole the money. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, at one point he's like, <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, I seem like that he hopes that uh, Mikado murders him so we can catch Masato for murder. And then yeah. he, this guy's dead. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, win win. Yeah. But he also is like, yeah, okay. Here's your, he's like, get him some alcohol. And like, here's your idea. I love that. Him. I mean, I love that they have, not only do they have alcohol, but it's like for guests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'll get, I fucking hate you, but I'll give you a drink. <laughs> yeah. It's the polite thing to do. Yeah. And and Ugo's just like oh, fuck me, like he just you know he just got out of jail, yeah. And he wants to, he w- doesn't want to be involved with anything anymore, but uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And does it does it go to like he's in his hotel room now, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a lady with him. He does, yeah. And uh, Rocco and the boys bust in. Like it's, mm-hmm. it happens a bunch. He's always he's like a huge smile on his face, but he's like bad things are going to happen. But he's like hey. <laughs> Oh, he's very, he's very much uh, like, hey, pal, yeah. <laughs> kind of guy, yeah. Because he, they did, they came because he didn't go meet the Mikado like he was supposed to. Yeah. And they, uh, I think at first they're, they, are they searching the room for the money or are they just trashing it to be jerks? I assume they were just trying to be jerks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because you have uh, Pasquale. He's one of the, uh, he's got, he's got some time in the movie. He's the one with the switchblade and the scar on his face. He yeah. looks kind of familiar too, but I couldn't place him or anything else. But um, yeah, he's tearing up the sofa. They're like they're trashing and like I don't know, they're breaking mirrors. And the, the, the other thug is like keeping the uh, the the desk guy occupied by helping him with his crossword puzzle. Yeah, it's like a little 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 funny moment. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, so they like they kind of threat. It's like menacing him and threatening him, and says like, "Better go see him next time." Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And they leave he has to, a big bill for him to have to pay for the damages. Of I love I love Ugo throughout all this, by the way. It's just like <sighs> Yeah. He's very yeah, like whatever. Fine. Yeah, he doesn't show much emotion. No, he's just like annoyed. Point. He's just like yeah. quietly annoyed by everything going on around him. Does it does it look like he's wearing dentures, by the way? Do you? Um his, yeah, his, could... his top teeth looked Really perfect. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. Yeah. yeah. I'll, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll search Gastoni Machine Teeth and see what comes up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's just for Italian movies, teethhistory.com. <laughs> it should be in there, I guess. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. He, I mean, he does go to see the Americano, I think, at this point. Oh, is it right away? Kind of, wasn't it? I mean, not really right away at this point. Was it before his lady friend? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't remember. Um, hmm. I don't remember the order. I, I guess it doesn't matter because we're going to do both because it is kind of one after the other. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> go with the Americano, which I love. <laughs> he walks in and Fucking rockers there, and you can tell he just wants to kill him. <laughs> yeah, he's itching to kill him. 
<laughs> but he goes to the Americano, the Mercado, and uh, and he's like, like everything's fine. You know, you took the money, but everything's fine. Kind yeah, of thing. you just you're gonna work for me again. You know, yeah, and Rocco is basically your boss now. If and yeah, if if you step out of line, he'll he'll kill you. Yeah, and he's gonna call you Potato Head. You got to put up with it <laughs> <laughs> several that, times. That was a, that was a weird scene. It was like uh, that was after like he's quote unquote hired back, and they're like kind of like palling around, kind of. A little bit. Kinda. I mean, Rocco is anyways. Yeah, Rocco at that point it's like the the annoying dog in the Looney Tune, the the yes. bully dog, the big dog. You know what I'm talking about? Which um, is it Looney Tunes or Tom and Jerry that has the like the big tough dog and then the little dog that's going along with them? Like that's Looney Tunes. Yeah, yeah. He's like Rocco's like the little dog, like nipping at the big dog. <laughs> it was Mister. <laughs> so yeah, so he's back with the Americano Mercado, uh, and going to do some work for him, I suppose. Uh, but then he goes to a disco because it's 1972 yeah. in Italy. And that's what you I do. Like, I like how the, the bartender is so happy to see him, and he's still nonplussed about everything. Like. It's like this is look at my son. Look how he's grown. Uh, drink. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it. He's been out of jail for like twenty four hours. He's been accosted by Rocco like four times. I had to go see the guy, he, you know, that he doesn't really want to see the Mikado. And mm-hmm. now he just comes in. He wants to see his, his old girlfriend who hasn't seen him in years. He's been beaten a little bit too. Yeah, yeah he's probably brain damaged, concussed a little bit. <laughs> He's been hit in the head several times. Yeah, he has been. Nothing about. I can't find anything about his teeth. So I guess that's just just his teeth. It'll just go I down. Mean, uh, unknown history. The the pictures, um, you, you do have a couple of big smiles, but and there's one from this movie of Rocco yeah. looking in his face, and it's, it looks really funny. I'll <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll share shit, it with you sure. in here so I can know what I'm talking. About. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, his, um, his girlfriend's happy to see him. Yeah, you know, she's dancing at the club. This, this, so this is Barbara Boucher, uh, who's in a lot of boobies. Um, yeah, she's totally happy to see him. Everything's great. It's like no time has passed whatsoever. Yeah, I think old she does say like oh, something like I look like it's different. I'm three years older now. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying like she's still waiting for him essentially. Yeah, she's she's been faithful. Yeah. Um, and this is they go back to her place from here. Yeah, she has a nice place. Yeah. Good money dance. Yeah, I think from this point on the movie, I don't know. A few days pass, it seems, right? From this point on. Um. Yeah. Well, they go before they go back though to the apartment. Well, they're getting to the apartment, and there's a guy in the hallway. Oh yeah, I and, think it was another one to... of. Uh, Mikado's men. Well, no, it's, it's the way that she says it is. Um, it's like an admirer of hers. But but he's it's, he's in he's in the shootout at the end too. Is he? Yeah, he was sitting with a bunch of Mikado's men in the club too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, I, but I, love, yeah, he was I, just, I just love he just gets beaten down by Ugo. Like yeah, this is as far as really you go. Quickly. Yeah. It was a good knock though. He knocks him in the head against the wall. Then he's gonna go yeah. punch him again. And then he just lets him go and he just falls. Yeah, he just collapses. He's already out. That's kind of good. Uh, but then they go back and they have a conversation like about their relationship, basically. 
Yeah, and um, and then they do do sensual things with each other. Yeah, a lot of uh, eye ogling. Yeah, and licking, licking of lips. <laughs> they eat straw strawberries for like five minutes. And teeth clacking together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, so where where are we from here? Uh, I don't know. You chose it. Oh, oh, fuck you. You're going to leave me hanging? <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'm, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I got distracted by his teeth. Um, is this where? Is this when he goes to uh, see Don Vincenzo? Kino. He goes to see... You know, he, I think we skipped. He went and saw Kino before he goes to see his lady friend. That was okay. like an old pal of his with the, with the blind guy who lives with him. Well, yeah. So the blind guy is supposed to be is Don oh. Vincenzo. Who okay. they used, they all used to work for. Okay, I didn't like, like. It's Ugo's former godfather, is Don Vincenzo. Oh, I got you. Know you're yes. The timeline wise, um, yeah, and and yeah, Kino yeah. is supposed to be a a capo underneath Don Vincenzo, and he's kind of take care of him. He's the only like one. A captain is that what that yeah. means? Mm-hmm. Okay, all these crazy words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so right, it's a mafia term, right? The capo. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes there, uh, and he talks to Don Vincenzo, who's like super stoked to feel him, I guess. But you can't see him. And yep. um uh, and then to Kino, and then hey look who's here, it's Rocco in the gang. Yeah, he walks in big smile again. <laughs> this is a weird scene, but I'm like, reading about uh, it now, it makes more sense. I wasn't aware of the whole godfather angle. I I assumed it was an associate, but either that he just lost respect because he's just a unfortunate blind old man now i didn't yeah. i wasn't aware he was a godfather did they actually say that blatantly i just missed it that is the godfather he was a godfather. um no but they call him don vincenzo so this wasn't short for donald <laughs> yeah i just assumed it was a, he was a don he was a godfather <laughs> oh, okay my mistake yeah it's all good but yeah because um, chino is, is it chino or kino I don't, uh, I'm I, saying Kino. Yeah, it's in the American dub. It's pronounced Kino. Yeah, he lends them one hundred thousand lire, is mm-hmm. it, to uh to pay for the hotel damages, and that's yeah. Rocco busts in and he takes the money and he throws it in the the Don's face, and then a fight erupts, and um Rocco's yeah. put in his place pretty quick. Well, Kino's actually getting knocked around pretty good, uh, and then Ugo's yeah. just kind of staring. Yeah. <laughs> for a minute before he jumps in and then yeah they kind of slap the shit out of them yeah. uh, and I love it because Kino is just like you don't like you don't do this like what you just did mm. <laughs> so pick up the money not even he made him give, uh, give it out of his own wallet and uh and he put made him, don't put it no, no yeah. don't put it in his jacket pocket where you got it from yeah exactly yeah so the Rocco has to uh humble himself before Ugo. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking great. I liked that a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. And at the, initially, this is the point where Ugo now found the... According to Wikipedia, this is where he goes and is, gets his job back unwillingly. Yeah, I think it's a lot of order. The, the yeah. plot synopsis there. Um. All right. So now I think they're doing the... um. The bowling, the bowling alley. alley. So yeah, so 
we're going to do another one of those fun package exchanges because it worked so well the last time. Um, and there's a few of them that are sent on this job. Rocco's one and, um, and Ugo's one, right? No, this is um, the guy with, I don't remember his name. He's the one who had like the amber tinted glasses. Who was helping with the crossword puzzle. It was him mm. and Ugo on this one. That's right. And then like that super old guy who did the, the drop. It's, <laughs> yeah. That guy was, his glasses were like serious Coke bottles too. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah. It's so weird though. That he, gets, yeah. he gets the bag and he just rushes to the men's room to check it out. Is that yeah. Well, we should we should mention too that um, on a few occasions so far in this movie, you have seen the cameras shown us that someone is watching a Ugo. scarfed gentleman in a red coat. Yeah, white scarf, red coat, and you don't see yeah. much of them. You can't tell if it's a man or a woman or anything like that. Yeah, you're just kind of seeing like the like the like a shoulder and the part of the scarf kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I yeah, wanna so, I want to know what the deal is. What What's the money being exchanged for? That's never explained. I mean, it's crime, and I guess yeah, they, they feel they don't have to justify it. It's just like this is what happens in the crime world. Yeah, there's no packages, parcels, bags of money just being. And why is this one was just like a, a handoff? This wasn't like exchanging one thing for another that was looking the same, which is even more confusing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they were doing. It's, I mean, like a, it's like they had nothing to do so they're I think like this is handoffs i mean this might be the least confusing because it was only one bag and there was actual money in it this time yeah no uh no shenanigans besides the guy getting killed yeah. in the men's room stall yeah so he goes <laughs> in he, he checks the money in the bag and then you have the uh the the person shows up and shoots them dead in yeah. the stall mm-hmm. but it's like no one notices <laughs> And no so, one hears it at first, anyways. And you have Ugo still sitting outside, like, yep. It would have been funny if um, the guy who shot him, I mean, his gun was kind of loud, but instead of using a silencer, he had a, he had a uh, attachment that made it sound like a bowling ball hitting pins to blend in with the background sound. <laughs> yeah, you, you think? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, you didn't move. need to clearly. Yeah, but come on, <laughs> that would have been more fun. They would have gone, hey, wait a minute. Someone just got a strike, but I don't see nothing. In the bathroom. Dun, <laughs> strike dun, in the bathroom yeah. So they end up going in because like well, time it's like time has passed at this point. It's it's <laughs> funny. They're trying to be like. they're trying to be so uh so slick and quiet and not you know, we don't know each other. Yeah. And then they just like pass a glance and it cuts them like rushing into the bathroom together, just blow their <laughs> cover. It's all good. Yeah. But he's uh dead in the stall. And the money's gone. And now they're, yeah, now they're um, um, with uh, the Mikado again. Yeah, it's like they're the whole the whole uh, crew. They're trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Yeah, I, it's funny because they they essentially accuse Ugo <laughs> again. It's like, what, what are you talking? The other guy was there and he saw him not move. What are you talking about? Yeah, clearly wasn't him. Mm-hmm. But then Ugo is smart. He accuses everybody. <laughs> Like it could have been anyone. Yeah. Oh no, that, that's was that later. That's later. This one they they just they um Ugo and someone else are chosen. I'm trying to think what the hell happens next. God damn it, my brain sucks. I think this is though this is the, it's the same exchange. I think he just he just does the accusations later. 
Yeah, yeah, because it says here the uh, the Americano sends Rocco and Piazza to kill the men he believes responsible. But when oh, yeah. they arrive, so, it's revealed to be it's Kino and Don Vincenzo. Yeah. So so it's so it's Rocco and and Ugo in the back seat of the car. Yeah. And they're gonna go get the guy, and Ugo doesn't know where they're going. And if someone gives them a heads up, like oh, they're right ahead. Yeah, two guys. And, um, yeah, when it, they pull up, it's Kino and Don Vincenzo. Kino clearly uses Don Vincenzo as a shield, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> uh, and, and Don Vincenzo does, you know, he's blind. And they're walking, yeah. it's like an old man walking slow. And Ugo refuses. He yells no. He refuses to shoot. But Rocco gives two shits, and he shoots Don Vincenzo dead. But Kino takes off. Yeah, in the extended cut. Where Kino's tending to Don Vincenzo. Don Vincenzo's last words were, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Get it? That's, That's what he says. Yes, he says, get it, and then he dies. <laughs> I, I, I want to see this cut. <laughs> Are there more comedic elements to it? Yeah. All right. yeah. Mine had pie fights and everything. I'm into it. Yeah. Um, so now they're back with the uh, this uh, is, Mikado. In, this is in, the wild accusations and the beatings. Yeah, Ugo's getting the shit knocked out of him because he refused to shoot an old blind man. Yep. Um, but they were convinced that somehow the blind man and Kino had stolen the money, like the well, original money. Well, what's funny is that Rocco looks extremely jealous throughout this. And he's like, no, 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 it's him. It tells you. <laughs> yeah. But Ugo makes a good point that it could be anybody stole this money. Rocco could have done it. Yeah, he because like, they said Rocco was the only one who like knew like the times and stuff. Or yeah, even like it could get the whole throughout this whole thing. Like Pasquale, he hasn't been keen on Ugo's presence, but even he's like, yeah, he was with me. He couldn't have been him. Right? Like, come on. I mean, there's just common sense. Yeah. So Rocco, being the genius that he is, decides to set up other people. So we have other exchanges going on now. Um, and it's, it's the, his the own gifts. people, and he's yeah, gifts that are just blowing up. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, it didn't matter. Both sides. It's funny because, um, yeah, the uh, the guy, the guy from the start of the movie, he gets his gift and takes it to a a men's room that apparently is guarded by a nurse. It looked like. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what's strange too is that the other guy who picks up the gift first for the for the exchange, the guy who's like coughing. Mm. He, he picks it up from a bar that's in a subway or a train station. It's like a big open bar and a a train station. Yeah, is I don't that, know, converted was it, maybe. A, I don't know. It was like a full stock alcohol bar just out in the open. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it looked real. I don't know. Like, it didn't look maybe like a set. Italy in the seventies. I guess that's how they did it. Maybe could be oh, Italy okay. now. I've never been. Yeah, it could be a very European thing. It's about if Milan. I, Who knows? If I if I go to an Amtrak station, I, mean, I can't get a you know like a whiskey or a scotch. One thing you'll notice, uh, by the way, if you watch a lot of these movies, is every single movie they're drinking J and B. Always J and B. The big drink. I don't know if they got money. I don't know what the deal was, but it's always J and B. And you'll see like shots of J and B bottles. Oh, that's weird. Interesting. But um, yeah. So we have basically Rocco killing off some of his own. Uh, his own yeah. um, people that run, but run yeah. the money. I like the uh, the guy calls Rocco and he's like, "I made the exchange," and he's he's like, "You better check yours." <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that was nice. He had a couple of nice explosions. 
Wait, Rocco has a good line too. Shit, what is it? Yeah. I'm trying to think what it is too. He actually says something funny. What would it be in the code section on IMDB? No, it's not. Um shoot. I wanted to remember because it made me laugh, actually. (laughs) It made me laugh out loud. Because it was just so like ridiculous. He's so joyful (laughs) about this guy dying. Yeah. He kind of looked like he deserved to die. I just remember to send the picture I was laughing about earlier. I mean, they kind of all do. To be fair, right? <laughs> They're yeah. all kind of pieces of shit, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to pull up the <laughs> picture of Rocco. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a, it's a spice, <laughs> spicy meatball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we have now, uh, now that the explosions are going Thank on, about the uh... house. Americano is uh, at his rural, rural estate having a little dance party. Wait, do, do we have just... do we have the scene yet where Rocco's inside the house waiting and he looks inside and sees the pasta? I think that's happening like during it's like interspersed with the party scene. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I still don't get that. Like, why were they even there? What was happening? Were they just laying in wait because they knew something bad was going to happen? Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I think waiting for someone. I don't. He opens the fridge and yeah, it was Rigatoni. Yeah, yeah, half rigatoni. It's weird, just <laughs> uncovered pasta on a plate in your fridge. But he says it like, like, ugh, rigatoni. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's these like people. Yeah, like, uh like what are they poor? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't they afford spaghetti? Well, yeah. they got rigatoni. <laughs> <laughs> look at the, look at the gravy on that thing. It's very yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So right, so we're on the we're at the Mikado's estate, and and Ugo's there. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of folks there. Kind of, I don't know what they're doing exactly. They're like they're almost like in hiding, but the, but they're having like a good time dancing with some ladies. The one of the, like there was one of the uh, the guys he was he was shown like in the background at the club earlier. He had like all these big bug eyes and his hair slicked back. Do you remember that a one? Lot of, a lot of people in this movie. No, he looked like he looked like a Muppet come to life. This guy. I don't know. No. I'll see if I can find a still. I'll isolate a still and show you. It's not ringing a bell, but there's a lot of weird looking people in this this movie. Yeah, a lot of handsome gentlemen. (laughs) I mean, even the Mikado looks a little crazy. He looks kind of like a keyboard elf. (laughs) He does. (laughs) He he wasn't looking so well sitting on his uh, little chair there either, just like slumped backwards. (laughs) Ugh. <laughs> and he still lived like about twenty something years. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he looked. Yeah, but uh, it's funny that uh, Kino single handedly infiltrates. Uh, this yeah, estate. it's ridiculous. He but, has yeah. excellent aim with his gun. You got to do it just to do it, right? His little handgun has like a fifteen bullet capacity, or <laughs> of course. Well, to be fair, he actually has two guns. Yeah, but he shoots yeah. like a bunch before he gets to the second one. Oh, I know. But yeah, so Kino sneaks onto the property and shoots his way to the to the house. Yeah, he gets everyone almost. It's great. Uh, and it, I love that Ugo's looking like not quite sure what's going on. And there's a, like one of the other bodyguards who just has a gun. He's aimed, but he's not shooting. He can't see anything. So he's just waiting. You don't know what's going to happen. And Ugo just turns around and shoots him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one who tried to attack him at the start of the movie for his girlfriend. Okay. All right. Okay. I love that. I love that he shot him, though. 
Yeah, that and was then, nice. Uh, and then he, yeah, then he goes out, but Kino has been shot um, during and all of this nonsense. But why does but, he but, say, like, he says, like, look what you made me do. Okay. But which, I mean, everyone is shot dead here, including yeah. the Mikado. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody. Everyone is dead right now, except for Ugo, Kino, and Rocco's out on the loose. He's not here. He's with some other, a couple of the other guys. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he says when he when he's going something like that. He, he like, says like like look what you made me do. I I, I killed Mikado after all. Or yeah, well, he, it was brought up I, when he first went to visit him. He didn't want to get involved. Yeah, with anything. So that's I think it's just a callback to that. Yeah, but he gets in the the smallest car possible. Well, he dies. The options... he just, so so Kido oh, no, dies. No. But yeah, but Ugo gets in the smallest car possible. Of course he does. Yeah, you'll find that there's a lot of small cars in Italy at this time, though. <laughs> well, I know we, I know it was what seven or eight years later when uh, Nightmare City, and they still had tiny cars in Italy, so tiny not much changed. Cars. Yeah, but this one was small. like, like he looked hilarious. I don't think he was a very large man, but yeah, he looked yeah. enormous. And I know his head's large too, so that made it worse. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah, but yeah, he immediately goes and he actually gets the money that he actually stole that he lied to everyone about. I love it though. I love the uh, the travel to it. It's like him yeah, driving. That was, and that then... was like the, the camera in the back of the car. Yeah, I, I found it actually really interesting to see like what the highways looked like and the signage and everything. Like I was paying yeah, close definitely. attention to them. Like, oh, that's that's weird. It looked weird to me. Like, super weird. And like he drives like a little bit outside the city and goes to like this old abandoned church. Yeah, and, like goes up, goes down like this weird hallway, and there's like upstairs. It's like it's like it's like a falling apart like it's like yeah, very dilapidated and then he goes right to this little cubby hole thing and but i don't understand so he's carrying a bag and he puts the empty bag in and comes out with a blue bag why do you bring a bag at all i thought it was the same bag no he comes he goes in with an empty bag it's like red and comes out with a blue bag that has money in it honestly i i thought he went in and came out with the same purple bag but that was weird so how he, much do you think... how much were you drinking last time when you watched this scott <laughs> No, no, no. Said, uh, half and half, probably. Half and half? Half, half vodka, half whiskey. No. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Uh, so, yeah, so he has the 300 grand. Son of a bitch. Yeah. All the time. And it's strange. He's going back to the toll, and the cop happens to, like, the cop is just standing oh, on the highway. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love this all so much. All of this part kills me. Well, the, they're on the lookout for him. Because the commissioner wants him. Yeah. And I don't know how they got the word that he's out this way, but the, so they get him and they pull yeah, him over. Luck. And I like, he has the money on the seat, just on the seat next to him in the bag. You can't tell it's money. It's just a blue bag. Yeah. And he's like, shit. Cops like, the cops like, let's go to the station. I'll get a ride with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll he put just your bag in. in the back. Yeah, I'll put your bag in the back. He's like, but uh... Ugo, Ugo's like sweating, like, oh, fuck yeah he looks super but he looks like super uh like uh, guilty he's like don't worry he just wants to ask some questions about something yeah yeah oh he's yeah he's, he's like okay <laughs> so they go and they park out front and they go to go in he's like what are you doing take your bag he's like yeah it's yeah, fine. yeah it's, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> from the police station mm-hmm. yeah oh they he makes him take his bag really made me laugh now he's at the police station with the bag full of money yep and, and sitting sit on the bench next to rocco 
Very nice Morocco. Yep. He's the bag. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> he, he has the look, though, of motherfucker. You know, ain't even mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, Basically. good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have the commissioner and the, the vice commissioner arguing about some shit. Uh, I'm happy. They had a lot more dialogue than we went into. I'm glad we it, didn't bother with any of that. It doesn't, need to. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's no. kind of irrelevant. In the grand scheme of things, it just causes the uh, the vice guy to get sent to a different region in Italy as a commissioner. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because I think they actually both did a pretty good job. I just it didn't fit. No, it, it really slows down when when they show up, uh, yep. and they don't really serve much purpose other than to have the main commissioner known his contempt for Ugo. Yeah, um, it's, it, I mean they could have kept the contempt. Okay. That's fine, but they didn't need all yeah, that. Yeah. Like, the back and forth. The sub, yeah, no. Silly. So, um, yeah, so they talk to Ugo for like a second. <laughs> he's like, nothing to say to him, really. Like, Doesn't he bring not... him in his office? He like, yells out. He's like, all right, get out of here. Yeah. But, like, but like, uh, Rocco's like, oh, well, we work together, maybe. Yeah, he's like, Ugo. Yeah. Ugo. He's like, what's <laughs> right? He's like, all right, how about you and me work together? Like, but, but you, uh, like, you be the boss, of course. You be the boss, yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's like, I don't even, I don't, I don't even want your money. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not it's, about the money. Uh, and then I do think that Ugo's like, I'll think about it on the way out. Yeah, but, I like to the, the yell at him for your yeah. talking. It's gonna be yeah, like no to be scolded. Yep. <laughs> but um, he goes now. He goes to his girlfriend. Her name is Nelly. Uh, he goes to her place. Right, but well, we do get a shot. He, Unfortunately, he yeah, it. yeah. So it's like get I your wish, pack your bags. We're getting out of here. I kind of wish they hadn't done this particular shot. To be quite honest with you, because it gives away what's going to happen. Oh, showing the red guy, the red jacket yeah. and scarf, man. Yeah, yeah. He, the, so the guy, the person that's been stalking him is there with her. So you already know that she's like a piece of shit. Yeah, it's not. It wouldn't have the same impact as if they had waited to show the guy. When he got I don't there. think so. Yeah. Yeah. But nope. whatever. He, he, what, what do you do in this situation? All right. Fernando De, De Leo, I'll have to go to Italy. That's where he's buried. Yep. Write him a letter, <laughs> put it on his grave. Yeah, you can uh you can dip into the uh, the podcast coffers. <laughs> the podcast travel fund. Yeah, yeah. We have a special fund set up in case we ever have to travel to anyone's grave, so I want to leave them an angry letter about something we didn't like oh, in their movie. I'll put it on my podcast P card. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can just do a GoFundMe. So, um, so, so Ugo shows up at Nelly's place where mm-hmm. he was going and he has his money and she leaves the door open. The door is open a little bit. Real slick. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but she's like making out with him and like, I'm so happy that he's there. And he, I don't know why they want to go to Beirut so bad. But they're gonna go to Beirut. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's like their dream, apparently, to run away to Beirut. And he opens up the bag to show her all the money, puts it on the ground, and like pushes it over to her. Yeah, to be like, I have all the money. <laughs> what if she's um, like, even more money because my boyfriend stole the rest? Ha <laughs> ha! The, the yeah. they had the thirty grand from the other one already. Yeah, so she can't believe it. You have the um, the dude that's been following him, who is part of the organization i mean he's seen earlier oh yeah mm-hmm. 
I didn't even yeah, know. He's, he's, yeah, he's 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 one of the um he's one of the gangsters. Okay. Um, and he uh, I don't know if he does he just shoot him first. I don't well, remember. He uh, he's like he delays, and she's like shoot him already, and yeah, that's what the, it is. But there's like a little dawning on Ugo's face of what's going on, but he gets shot in the back, and he still has enough in him to punch her in the face. <laughs> Oh, you like, dude, he like punches her dead. Like, he, like, but oh, yeah. it's, it's a shot of the punch coming out the camera. Yeah. <laughs> and then her getting just knocked out. Cause, yeah, cause he realizes what's happening, which is, I, you know what? I don't, I don't even mind. A lot of times in these movies, there's the misogyny and you're just kind of like, ugh. In this case, you're just like, no, she's, oh, no, it's, this is deserved. Yeah. I was uh, surprised that he got killed. I assumed he would have been shot and then recovered from his wounds. Mm-hmm. Because that's what usually happens in this situation, but so this oh, is his name. His name head. is Lu- his name is Luca, uh, the guy who was. Uh, he lives the on the second scarf. floor. That's it. Upstairs from you. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen them before? So, um, yeah. So he kills Nelly, and then Luca shoots Ugo, uh, and Ugo dies from the wound. But now Rocco shows up. Oh, and he's mad. Rocco has followed Ugo. He comes in and yeah, it's impressive. Um, it's kind of like yeah, U- he hates Ugo, but Ugo's you respect like, him. Yeah, Ugo's like a made dude. Like you don't, you don't kill somebody like that, of like yeah. that status. Mm-hmm. And he just beats his head into the corner. Yeah, the <laughs> like, back of his head repeatedly. Oh. Yeah. Like uh, until the cops show up, but while he's doing it, he is screaming, uh, and it is different in, in Italian and English. So in English, he's screaming, <laughs> it- Italians, what's the matter, you? That's all he says. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pizza, spaghetti, <laughs> um, Parmesan. He's like, he's like, you shoot Ugo Piazza, not you. And then he starts slamming his head. And he goes, you shoot Ugo Piazza, who gave you the right? And then who gave you the right to kill a god? That's oh. a weird thing to say. <laughs> and then you've got to kneel. That man deserves our honor. And as the cops are dragging him away, he spits on, <laughs> on Lucas' well, dead body spit. and starts screaming, that man deserves our honor. That man deserves our honor. And the Italian version, he's just like you don't you don't kill a man like Ugo Piazza treacherously. Um, you shouldn't ever t- even touch a man. You should never touch a man like Ugo Piazza. When you see someone like Ugo Piazza, you have to tip your hat. <laughs> instead of screaming, "That man deserves our honor," he screams, "Tip your hat, tip your hat." But the last thing he screams is, "Ignore everything I've done to him the past couple of days." <laughs> Yeah, we were gonna be partners. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh the end. Yeah, that's it. I, I actually like the end credit because it closes in on a cigarette that's been burning. Yeah, on the edge of the table. Just sitting, and then they do the finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. fine. He's fine. <laughs> it's fine, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. But yeah, that's uh caliber nine. That was it. It is indeed. So this was your um, first, what would be called, probably the uh, Polizio Tuskegee movies, yeah? Yes. Yes, it was. All right. So a lot of directors 
you know, that, that did these movies. There's, all, there's hundreds of them. Uh, Fernando de Leo, who directed this, this is the first of a trilogy, not trilogy in plot. Because <laughs> everyone's fucking dead, pretty much. Yeah. Um, he did the Italian Connection, which is a big one, uh, and that actually is the one that um, Tarantino claims he took the Samuel L. Jackson, uh, John Travolta characters, kind of from. It was okay. good. It was actually my original choice for tonight, and I ended up changing it to this movie. Um, so that's the next one. And then there's a, an excellent one called The Boss that came out. So it's like 72, 72, and 73. Oh, uh, rapid succession. Oh, yeah, very much so. Um, all good. And he did quite a few movies after that, but um, I, I really like uh, uh, Fernando DeLeo. I like his style. Um, I, I like it. I just like the way his movies look. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, they're, they're all good. If you enjoyed this at all, we'll find out in a minute. Um, <laughs> I, I have certainly have recommendations for you. All right, so let's uh let's get to it. Did you like it or? I enjoyed it. Uh, the only thing, and you you actually expressed it before I had a chance to, was the uh, the police officer banter. Yeah, back and forth. There was way too much. Like I could see like maybe one scene of that, sure, but there was like three, like yeah, pretty lengthy <laughs> scenes of them just not seeing eye to eye on things. It kind of need to be there. Yeah, I don't really know. So we. It says um, he regretted not deleting the scenes and believing that the inclusion hampered the film's pacing and diverged from its focus. So he's yeah. not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed the rest, I, though. I'm wondering if if they were from one of the stories that he took. Maybe. He's like, like, this is great stuff. Well, maybe on its own it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, not in this kind of movie, but in something else. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's just, yeah, it's just kind of meh. Uh, and they they did cut the uh, torture scene with the razor, uh, and I guess they Damn cut it. down the um, the head bludgeoning at the end. Uh, oh, there was the, even more. There was more. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's what it is. Oh. Uh, no, I I. I uh enjoyed it overall i'd say um yeah opening was excellent it went, it was, all yeah, downhill from there i did like the shootout though you know it's even though it's hard to believe that one one person could be uh, so accurate and take out a, an entire sure. group of your uh your your finest men but but he um, does die which you might not get does, in an american movie right true he does die so what the one thing I like about Italian films from this time, from maybe like 68 through like 78, is a lot of them look like they're kind of aping what's popular in America at the time. Mm -hmm. But they go like that extra step. <laughs> like, like if someone gets shot, they show them getting shot. Or yeah. like in this case, you know, they cut his cheek. They really show him getting in there. And you're like, oh, yeah, fuck, I, that I, looks I did. Fucking yeah, I did that. I was like, oof. Yeah, um, going back and, again. Oh, geez. And anyone could die. Yeah, it doesn't matter if the good guys or bad guys. Anyone can die. The hero cop in a movie can die. You were the you know anyone can die, and I love that. Yeah, Mega, I was surprised that Ugo died at the end. It, it is, made a uh, sequel, um, but like three years ago, four years ago, really, um, with 
the only person in it that I could see that was related is Barbara Boucher is back. Oh, um, obviously slightly older. <laughs> um, and she's playing the mother of the son of Ugo Piazza. Ah, I see. Yeah. And it looked okay. It didn't look as bad, um, honestly, as I thought it might look. <laughs> but it didn't look great. You know I what I'm saying? That, <laughs> like, I, think, I think part of it, part of the charm is having this, the 70s aesthetic, too. And with that... You know, yeah, these were set. These were all made like in a, a certain time period, correct? Well, yeah, it's 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 like early seventies through like late seventies. But yeah. like the real, the real, mwah, it's a spicy <laughs> meatball time period was like seventy two to like seventy five. Okay. Yeah. With the hand gesture was that you sprinkling some Parmesan cheese on my a little, my, a little Parmigiano, my, my lasagna. That's right. <laughs> but um. Uh, I'm probably gonna go. I'm gonna probably go five on this. Like okay. I, I think for our first entry into it, uh, I, I enjoyed it overall. But yeah, the the the, the head di- dialogue heavy scenes kind of took me out. But you know, I I wasn't like exactly rooting for Ugo. You know, I think I was on sure. his side. But I, I mean, I'm yeah. glad he made some of the decisions he he made. Like at the end, I'm like, oh, awesome. He's like he's shooting, you know, yeah. the people on his side supposedly. But he's not a good guy. He's a criminal. He's a criminal, but he is, yeah. you can, you know, you can still sympathize with him a bit and I, when, when yeah. you see what he's up against. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was, he it was enjoyable. Took some points off for the dialogue, though. Yeah, the dialogue and. I don't blame you. No, I don't blame I mean, you. And like you said, too, like how, how it starts off and you kind of hoping for, you, you get a little bit of that, but you don't get like that kind of pace and action throughout. I mean, honestly, I'd love it, but at the same time, it would probably be exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, <laughs> like, yeah. If it I mean, might actually and, be too much. In other, in Mario, <laughs> uh, Mario Adorf for Adorf was awesome too. Rocco. I'm happy you like him. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. his role in this movie in particular, he's kind of that ridiculous stereotype uh, in a lot of these movies. But in this one, he gets like the most hate. I think because he's so over. I mean, he's like, he's just greasy like his hair's all like greasy and he has that fucking mustache and his personality i just like everything man everything is just like jesus christopher yeah it's pretty bad but um i love him in this movie so i'm happy you liked as well he was he was a standout for me and he's german like swiss german (laughs) perfect for the role he's not even italian but he looks the most italian out of anyone in this fucking movie yeah, <laughs> I think five is respectable. Um, I get it. I totally understand the mm-hmm. scenes. Uh, they do. They take you out a little bit. Um, I didn't deduct points for them because I still enjoy this movie uh, quite a bit. I enjoy the dialogue um, in both versions, the sub version and the dubbed version. Um, I really love love Rocco. <laughs> I don't know. Every time he walks in, he's just like, "Hey, <laughs> like, is, are you happy to see me?" Yeah, and we didn't really uh, touch back upon the the potato head scene in the phone call. Oh yeah, he calls him a potato head. Oh, back and <laughs> yeah. forth, though. you're a potato head. <laughs> and it's like he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a potato head." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, I really like Barbara Boucher in this movie. I like her character. I love that. I love the twist that she's. Yeah, that was nice. You know, just fucking him over. 
Um, so there's a couple twists, right? That he took the money and that she's fucking him over. Yeah. And I liked all that. Um, yeah, I mean, this isn't the best movie ever made, but I enjoy it. Um, I love watching old Italy uh, in the movies, and it's very well, gritty. Into it, that. It, I mean, but then you see like uh, so it's like these like centuries old buildings in the background that looks made for like a cool looking setting, like some yeah. like an enormous old buildings. Like oh, I want to see that. I want to go there and I want to trip over thousands of pigeons while I'm there. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> if I still can. Yeah. Um, so I, I like this movie quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd recommend it. I, you know, if you go in knowing that there's going to be a couple slowdowns, I think it's still a fun ride. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it still, despite yeah. that. I uh, I have my my pick for next time as well. Um, what it's going to be uh, 1983 Raw Force. Oh, this is the one with the the Hitler look like. So yes, uh, yeah. I caught a glimpse of them in the uh, the trailer I watched, but it he doesn't really look like Hitler. He just has the mustache, but that's all. yeah, that's that's all you need. That's all you need. It's about a yeah. bunch of evil, evil people on an island, I think. Well, it, it's um kind of like uh, martial arts masters rising from the grave, literally, and right. fighting and these four or expert fighters are stuck on the island for who knows what reason. It's just the trailer made it look like a stupid early 80s action movie that I need to see. And I think <laughs> oh, there you go. I think our friend Mike is going to be back, Spada. Oh, nice. I, uh, when I texted asking, I sent him the trailer. He said, oh, fuck yeah, so I'll make sure. First we'll first see. time on the show, I think. From no, Gizzard? second. He, no, he came on for Devil Sword. Oh, right, I forgot. Yeah. I already wow, forgot. Calling Mike forgettable, I'm going to tell I'm, him that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Spada. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll be back in a week's time and uh, see you at the movies. I don't know what they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think in this case, we should say, Manja. No, say that. Manja. Manja. Yeah.